to do on the YouTube. So they curate a list for you. Do you want to watch your favorite creator or have a chat on Discord later? Well, you better get hip to Indie Left. Indie Left. Indie Left. News. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome. There we go. Welcome to Friends of Indie Left. This is Indy. How are you? Uh, I'm super excited tonight again uh, to have this show. This is where I get a chance to talk to some of the people that I watch on YouTube every day, that I amplify, that I share their stuff. We send messages once in a while back and forth. And uh, and again, uh, this is the show Friends of Indy Left. Thank you so much again for being here, checking the show out. Um, thought this would be a great way for all of us to learn about the people whose work and, and analysis we amplify regularly in independent left news in leftist.today and even our discord server independentleft.gg so the idea behind the show is so that we learn what what makes these amazing people tick and there's a reason why we include their content in all of our sites and we want you to see why we're doing that so uh without further ado you can hear them hi sorry guys. Uh, hello Okay, this is this is live as you can see. We're doing it live, so okay. We're gonna we're gonna fix this. I promise. We're gonna fix this in the end. So, so we are uh, so nervous about doing a live stream. So like, oh my god, we, are, oh, we support don't... you. We feel you. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> this is too much. All right, so we're gonna excellent. back up a little bit. So I asked my question, and now I'm gonna let you guys actually answer the question, so everybody else can hear it, which is about like how you ended up in our space, how you got to where we are, and how we ended up having this conversation today, and how I ended up absolutely smitten with your channel because I love all the content you do. I love you too, and you're fantastic. So go rip away, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Cindy. That's awesome. That's so nice. Um. So yes, back to the depression. <laughs> yes. Well. <laughs> well. Uh. So yeah. Well, I guess it's important. I used to do stand up, and um. I so then I had to get a real job because my parents were like, "Oh, you got to get a real job" because I kept being right. a waitress, and and then I did, and then that blew up my face, and also all of my friends hated me. It's a whole thing, so you can see that on our channel later. But um, I was just kind of like depressed, floating around, didn't know what to do. And Keisha had just moved to Los Angeles. We both lived there together. Yeah. Um. So I lived there already for like I don't know six years, eight years, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, when Keisha came. <laughs> she was taking what you were taking I was taking a UX design course yeah so yeah and then she got a real job as a recruiter and um we both worked at Chateau Marmont together which is this historic Hollywood hotel yeah. and um we would just like smoke weed I would smoke weed everywhere there. <laughs> that was LA that's why I moved to LA mostly <laughs> but I mean like while we were working like oh, it yeah, was yeah, a yeah. great place you could like run yeah, around could, and yeah you know and then like drink wine or whatever um <laughs> I was not a good employee. Um, <laughs> but when the pandemic hit, we lost those jobs right. and we lost like our connections with everybody. And the year before that, actually, we had fought like almost the whole year with our landlords because they had tried to evict us. So we had kind of like, yeah, we were already kind of, it just, I don't know. Like, so we're very far apart in age. We're eight years apart. And oh, I wow. guess like, we don't really know each other that well. So once we, we started living together then we got to know each other much better and yeah. I feel like yeah I don't know we just kind of went about things the same way like when the eviction thing happened I don't feel like we it didn't take us a long time to be like oh, okay we're going after these guys we went after these guys with a full force and we you know had meetings at our house and we met with mm -hmm. lawyers and we like uh went door to door to all of these different properties that they were neglecting and passed out flyers and we really like mm -hmm presented a presence and I kept all of these documents. So when we actually went up against them, we ended up winning, which is something that very rarely happens. Right. So that was kind of like a little bit of activism that we did together. And then of course, like all of the Black Lives Matter marches in Los Angeles mm -hmm. were right outside of our doorstep. So we were constantly going to those and just seeing like different actions and going to different food banks and things like that. And we were working with our look, well, yeah we started um, getting involved with the union because of Chateau Marmot. So the hospitality workers union. So it just, I don't know, it was just like a uh, kismet, I guess all these things just kind of happened at the same time. And the news was highly interesting at the time. So that's just like all we talked about. Yes. Yeah, so we were like, I guess we should make a channel because I mean, well, okay. Uh -huh. Most, 
mostly what happened was we have a we have a strict smoking schedule, which is like we get up at a certain time and then we like to, you know, smoke and like have our coffee and chit chat. And then we would be like, should we be recording this? Like, you know, and then we're like, no, that's crazy. And then we're like, well, maybe we'll make a podcast. And so we kind of started off with just the podcast, um, which we're going great. But then um, I have a friend who worked in marketing, works in marketing. And she was like, you guys got to just also do a YouTube channel. And I was like, do we have to? And then <laughs> you convinced me definitely that we had to. And you, you in the courts, the, what would I say? Bossy um, asshole. No, creative director. <laughs> creative director. I roll with an iron fist. No. Right. Um, You're the video coordinator. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> because I mean, I never, um, you know, like, like, you know, like you were saying, Indy, you know, I was in sales. I had like corporate jobs my whole life. So, um, I mean, every now and then I would have a fun job. I would always be waitressing on the side or something. <laughs> a fun job. A fun job, like delivering. Right. Listen to this too. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, no, no, I lost my train of thought. Well, anyways. and also because I think like we, because we had our podcast, we, um, and we were doing like our first podcast episode was called Joe Biden thinks you're stupid. Um, and like we, yeah. and Keisha really has a mind for like organization and she loves like finding things and researching, researching things. Like, you know, when she had a boyfriend that she needed to check on, she was like, oh, I will find that out. I can, you yes. know, like you have to know each other's skills, <laughs> you know, so you. and I'm good at the big picture. Yeah. And I think it was just like, I was very, very left and I was, um, or at least, I mean, not even that left. Listen, I want healthcare, you guys, and drugs, lots of things. But I guess I was putting all my rage into Twitter and Keisha, is that's why she's a very calm person um she did not have that i just don't do twitter that much no and you don't do i that. see that i see that and you you definitely have much more of a calm from it and you have a sense of humor <laughs> as a result i see that's I just because it. i'm older and i've beaten down my life and i'm just like ah. you haven't seen the things i've seen folks okay <laughs> Um, don't let her fool you. She did stand she, up in LA. She got beat down pretty hard. I can tell you right now. That's that's a rough game right there. LA. Yeah, stand oh, up yeah. stand up comedy in LA, no less. I mean, that's that's wow. That's like going <laughs> going into the there. into the teeth of the tiger, literally. So so uh, I mean, I I would love to see you do some stand. Are you still doing any any like? open mics or stand up is that something that you just decided wasn't wasn't your thing it's it's i know it's like a a really rough game to to be in but this is fun like you guys are everywhere this is this is exactly like your lane i i feel like like just... I, yeah i mean i think it's i think it's like kind of for me like a stand up was it, it's like something that you can always go back to but also i just feel like it's having its own growing pains too and like for me I don't like being put into a box and uh, oftentimes it's like easier to fall into a stereotype. So your jokes are easier to come across. And so I'm talking about, you know, like how I look, what, how my nose looks or being, you know, ancestors being raped and stuff. And I, I wanted to really talk about politics. And so I think it's, and I also didn't have very much, I think, real life struggle yet. So I was like, what do I really have to talk about? So I think it's, you know, something that you can always revisit. Um, but also like I was involved in just a lot of stuff, like at the comedy store and things like roast battle. And for me, the jokes are really formulaic and, um, you kind of had to follow a lot of rules and I didn't necessarily like that so much. So I like love certain standups, but I also have like a huge falling out with a lot of them, um, <laughs> because I'm cursed. So, you know, I think it's, I think also too, like standup is totally evolving and this, kind of like being on online and having this presence is so much more important um mm -hmm. because like look at how many people are putting out netflix specials like there's nothing special about them like you gotta there's there's more to it um there's really like having this online presence and i think that's also something that i was seeing in terms of like a need for us in the mm -hmm. space you know i was raging on twitter and and i was like oh this person's too nice about this topic like yeah. what the hell and you know just only venting to my boyfriend or to keisha and, yeah. um you know pulling her into these conversations for hours <laughs> i was like i hope you know i hope you like this <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i think like it, it, you could see that you know not only because most of the people involved are white and men and um of a certain income level or from a certain background mm -hmm. it's also like you know, us, I just wanted to see the people like when we worked at Chateau Marmont 
when we would get off work, so we would take bottles because these re- really, really rich people yeah. would yeah. order all of this stuff. And then they would tell you to like, you know, put it back or throw, throw it away. Probably dump right? the rest, dump, dump half of it out. Yeah, get out of here. We were like, no, we're not dumping out free alcohol. So <laughs> then when you take the trash out, you go out to the back by the trash with trash and then you hide the, the full stuff back there. So oh, then you get off sure. of work. Then you got something to drink. You've got trash mm-hmm. wine. You've got trash liquor. You see? <laughs> and so we would meet out there with the um, with the back the of the house with all the cooks and stuff. And you know, and they were, a lot of them were like, I mean, had were arrested and couldn't vote. And mm-hmm. this was when Bernie was in the primary. And so, like talking to them, like they were really fired up about him. Yeah, and they were, they, they, they were yeah, like, sure. I wish that we could vote. And there mm-hmm. was like wow. something there. And and there was like there's a there's some kind of you know, just because of all of our experiences and stuff, I just think, um, you know, our voice is necessary and yes. we still have that, like, we're working class people. And I think that there isn't quite enough of that on the left. You know, you feel like you have to be so smart. You have to have read every theory you have to, you know, know it's just, it's too much. Okay. What about also that we've worked shitty jobs, right? We've, we've been denied promotions, right? We've had terrible bosses. We've, you know, <laughs> struggled to get raises. With evictions. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, just like real life things that have happened. And, you know, it's so much better. One thing that we've been just trying to hammer home, I think, is that <laughs> courts always telling me this, like, rich people are not smarter than you are. And it's true. I mean, they, they have us like convinced that we're just out here, a bunch of dumb idiots. Like we couldn't, run our own you know birthday party or something like i'm pretty sure that we could handle it guys so yeah 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 i think we just like our biggest thing is we were we just want to dispel the myth of of um you know rich people knowing it all because Mm -hmm. like at this point if they did all of the people who are in charge went to ivy league schools and elite colleges and all of these things and look at the mess that we're We'd be doing a whole lot better now if they knew what they were talking about right exactly but you can talk to any person who's had like a real job and they'll be like we could do this this and this and you're like those are three good freaking things that we should try and so you know (laughs) i think it's just helping people also like recognize that we've been programmed to think Mm -hmm. that we don't have the answers and and also because we live in a small like rural town um you know we grew up we grew up the one some of the only black people, you know, our um, mechanic down the street, his name is Joe. He has a Confederate flag in the garage. What you gonna do? Okay, I mean, but he's, he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, that's reality. And that's the reality that we live in. You know, when we go to the DMV, like, or the grocery store, you see people like carrying and, and they, that's their right. And you got to figure out a way to get past that. And, um, and I think that that's another like angle that we also have, you know, mm-hmm. that, that we, we see how people try to divide, but some in real life, you know, you can't just have these purity tests, you know? So it's kind of, we kind of just want to neutralize and help everybody relax. <laughs> just get see, along. You know, we're all pieces of shit together. Let's beat the rich people together. Yeah. It's, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's an up down struggle much more than it, than it is a left right struggle. And that's exactly what they they don't want people to uh, to talk about hundred um, percent. So I, I want to know, like, what what other channels, what other shows, what other outlets are you guys watching? I saw that you used to do something on the Real Housewives, so I know that you're reality TV buffs. Okay, so I saw like like some of the early podcasts that you that you that you two were doing. Awesome stuff. Uh, by the way, everybody should should uh, go to Spotify or go to any other platform and and should subscribe now to uh, the to, to the podcast right now uh, uh, to the ladies. Yeah, our, our reality well, this TV is bullshit. podcast. Okay, yeah. okay, That's and, and really funny. That's the one where, where they... she they interviewed Tara Reid recently too, right? Yeah, we did. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's yeah, that great. was terrifying. That was terrifying. <laughs> She was so nice, but it was definitely nerve wracking. I mean, but it ended up being great. I, I was mean, sweating. She so gave much. like so much. She just like had so much insight. It was like talking to your aunt or something. She was just like calm, but she was like, "Let me tell you some bad things about the world." Okay, here they are. Yeah, and it's also interesting because like I, we don't necessarily want to be people who are like interviewing people and you know journalists, but I do think when there's something kind of like natural that happens. Um, that's really nice. And, and, 
it was just the way that it came together was natural. And I think us being women too, um, it was nice to be able to have that perspective because I mean, <sighs> assaulted in the workplace, oh, gosh, yeah. or harassed or whatever, like we could definitely relate. So, but it was definitely terrifying because we're not, we don't, it's, it's, it's very scary on the left because people are very critical, yeah. you know? So we want to live up to everybody's standards, but also kind of relate to each other. Right. Yeah. And I feel like our ultimate goal too, is to kind of reach out to people who normally wouldn't be that interested in politics, you know, kind of do like an edutainment kind of situation. Yeah. Crossover. So I mean, we I, need more of that. Yeah. A lot more of that because like yeah, you said, I mean, you know, you guys did something the other day with this Prager U video and you're like, look at this poll. We're losing. We're losing. Somebody's listening guys. Somebody's listening. I just want you to know somebody like, yeah. Like, Thank you. like boring ass <laughs> white dude dad out here. He's listening. Like somebody is high. Like I'm hearing you guys. We so, should be able to get all on the same page like that. And right? one, that's one of the things that's so crazy that I think the left really, we shoot ourselves in the foot about is we constantly are trying to, um, you know, silence people's voices because mm -hmm. they're not on the right side of a certain issue or, um, you know, because they're not proving fitting every test that a leftist should hit. Mm -hmm. um, and on the right, they don't do that. You know, like they have people who all fall in different lanes and they find value in all of their different voices and they work together. And we just spend so much time like not having fun. Like what's one right. thing we want to do on our channel is like, oh, let's just have fun. Like this is ridiculous. Most of the stuff people are talking about. Yeah. Right. I Oh my God. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the drama between streamers and who did this to who and who's dating who. Oh my God, I don't even want to get into any of that this week. That was a wild one. I oh, know. You, you asked us who we watched. You my, asked us who we watched. Okay. Well, um, uh, I would say like we, Breaking Point is just you know general news. Watch that. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Status Coup. Um, always yeah. love like what Jordan's done. Um, uh, like, let's see. I mean, I love uh, Bad Faith, Brianna Joy yeah, Gray. She's great. She's great. Um, well, yeah, speaking of Bad Faith, uh, you guys were, uh, Courtney, you were, you were on the Bad Faith call-in yesterday that, that Brie did. That, that got a little, a little intense at times. I um, know. So honestly, <laughs> oh, some, some of my favorite people on this planet, between you, Afini, Katie Helper, Bree, I mean, uh, CJ, every, I was like, how can I not at least dial in and listen to some of that? So uh, yeah, that uh, I, I enjoyed hearing that conversation. Like you said, we need to hear more of those kind of conversations and have this discussion out there. Like, what, what do we do now? Like... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I thought, um, you know, we didn't know kind of what direction it was going to go necessarily, but I thought it went, I feel like everyone's points were kind of really heard and it re went really well because the end result is like, we don't have a solution and we do not know yet. I mean, but I feel like it was a good volley of like, okay, can this work? Should we try this? Should we try that? I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to take a million more of these conversations before we, you know, get any real progress. So and yeah, we may not agree. Glad. We're not going to agree yeah, on exactly. all these solutions either, you know. So, but we're sometimes we're going to have to give in, and we're going to have to say concede, say this is what the majority of the people want, even though I don't think it's the right strategy. We're still going to back them because that's that's the team, and that's the thing is 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 it team sports or is it individuality? And that's where, you know, the Republicans they seem to get in line much more for the team, and they don't seem to, right. you know, again cancel each other over certain specific issues unless it's one of the four big ones let's just call it, you know the religion ones yeah. or the the abortion ones or now they're using the school ones or yeah. oh boy they make up like a new one to rotate in you know just right? to keep it fun uh, yeah and that that's the kind of stuff that i like to report on is the corruption that's out there to report on the stuff that the that the mainstream corporate media is not talking about uh because there's so much so much that people are getting propagandized out there by the corporate media and, and they're spinning a narrative and we need people like you like me like all these people all these independent channels out there saying wait this is bullshit," which is exactly why i love the name of your podcast which is like wait a minute uh Hold on a second. We, they, 
we have to take a second look at this. Honestly, I have a lot of respect for what for what Nico and MCSC do. They call a lot of the, a lot of the stuff out on uh, you know from the left about what what's going on in a lot of different ways. Uh, they they're big with with press freedom um, and, and status quo. Yeah, jo Jordan's done some great work on Flint. He did that. They did that tour last summer with uh, the homeless. You know where they they interviewed the homeless uh, in Philadelphia and they went state to state. They've done some stuff with mm -hmm. with unions and covering Amazon. Um, um, I, I've, I've had conversations with Jordan before and we, he's, uh, he's an interesting cat and, and we need more investigative field reporting on the left and oh, as independents for sure. Bless you, by the way. Yeah. Um, Thank you. so, so I asked you what you watch, what else do I have here? So a little bit about well, there's like, tons more that we watch. I mean, like, oh, yeah. we, no, watch everything. I, we watch, oh yeah. 90 day fiance. No, like, on the um, left. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, not just on the left. No, I want to hear all the. the I want to hear all the dirt too. I want to hear all the good the, stuff. What else? The Vanguard. Um, the Vanguard uh, let's see. What obviously, Revolutionary Blackout Network, but yeah, sometimes yeah. we're on it too. So, so Savvy, like obviously. Love uh, Savvy. She's great. Hardlands yeah. Media, sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah, media um, show. Um, there's so many. We try to like you know watch them all, and I would mm -hmm. love to see more because I know that there's a lot more out there that I'm not even aware of. But isn't that crazy? Like like ah oh, we should know who we are you know and like the way you're trying to you know connect us all in a network that's good yeah like yeah that. yeah well again so i set up this discord it's kind of interesting that you say that so i set up a discord and it's called you can get there independent left.gg if you're already on discord you can join it's open to the public and i tried to organize all of the streamers and all of the content creators on the left and each one of them including you two have your own channel and what it does it pulls in all of your tweets all of your new videos all of your um um podcasts as well as um what i'm losing my my train of thought so it's it's tweets articles videos podcast so that's the four the four big things so if you write a sub stack we can pull the sub stack in through rss and each streamer and each outlet has their own dedicated channel so which is really cool so if you want to discover new channels and who new people are and learn what they're all about and see all the content that they're putting out in sequential order this is an awesome place to do it um and that like you're saying so if you're looking to discover new places that that's one and that's one one of the things that i do is curate and try to find and track new new content creators and in uh, in building indie news network which is and and bringing everybody together to do that that's we're, we're now a group of 18 independent content creators uh, mostly streamers but some writers as well tara i would say is the most famous of of the group that that we're in um and some of us just started streaming and, and most of us have started in the last couple of years and again there's so many of us and this is just we're just a small group a, a microcosm of what the entire space is doing and it's exciting to see a lot of people getting out there with a voice that that have the right messaging that are espousing we need medicare for all that we need universal child care for example you know because child care is such a big issue to all working parents um yeah. The, it, it gives them the freedom to be able to go out and work. Um, yeah, uh, the freedom to work. That's what we want. <laughs> well, not just to go. Well, well, the, the freedom to, to work so they can earn and and yeah, yeah it's, but it's the whole capitalist do, system, know, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, but but not just right. We need we need better schools and uh, for for everybody and what that curriculum is going to be and and again, I think what that curriculum exactly is some of us disagree on i think most of us are in agreement uh on what the curriculum and what we should be teaching kids and we should be teaching them more common sense stuff more about about banking and how to do your taxes and how to you know like oh real life stuff rather than some of the trigonometry and for people that aren't going to be scientists i never quite understood why why they did that yeah. but we were just talking the other day i don't think they're teaching uh driver's ed at school anymore are they no no. And, our, and over here, did they not, stop? Right? Really? No, because they can make money from it. So you now have to go to like a driver's pay to go to a driver's school. I went to a private driving school. They they did driver's ed in school, but then in mm -hmm. order to do the road stuff, you actually they didn't have like the the car for school anymore. So, oh really? Maybe that's yeah, like, maybe they yeah. got rid of the car. I think they got oh, rid of the, they got rid of the school car, and because of the um, maybe even because of liability out there for 
I'm probably. sure. I, now thinking back, I guess it was probably crazy that you're riding. I mean, yeah, we we had like a bubble car, kind of like like an old cop car or something. Yeah, yeah and you right. ride around with all your friends. You know, you just uh, your friends, your PE teacher. What do you mean? Your PE right? teacher. And the te- right, the teacher's your driving instructor. It's, it, I know. Yeah, it, they were not your friends. No, they they were definitely not your friends. Um, so so again, you guys are an op- an open book, and I, I I always like to ask the question about one thing that people would be surprised to learn about about you two, and and I already was because I didn't realize you were eight years old. I was going to ask if you two were twins. Seriously, like I could not tell that you guys were were not did not know each other, you know, as well, and didn't grow up together. That's what it seems like. You guys have a rapport like that, which is awesome. But but what well, what what other things what other things would we, yeah, we would be surprised to know? Let's see. I love uh, stepping people on this. I know we're really thinking deep. Um, uh, I tried to do roller derby once. I don't know. I mean, did that really? for almost that a year. Cool. I started when I was I way too know. old though. So then I just was, it was too much commitment and, and I didn't want to injure myself. There's crazy injuries. You know what? I, yeah. Yeah. I used, I, Those I, girls I like, but there were, that was cool. Um, what? Something. Just out of college. I used, I used to get high with, with my roommate and we used to watch like three in the morning, classic sports. They used to show the roller derby from like the seventies. And we we would just nice. crack up, and, and he was drinking, and I was smoking, and we would just watch this, and it was it was hilarious. It's uh, an intense, intense community of people, but very cool. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea you had that that part of your life. <laughs> uh, I'm angry, just like it. I'm quiet, but angry underneath. See, so that she's also angry. You've got to yeah. get that rage uh, out somehow, right? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I guess mine would be to the audience that I used to be very religious, but I don't know. That's not, no, no, it's probably not very surprising. I don't know. I mean, it is a little bit. Yeah. Like a real, like a real square, like a real. Yep. Mm -mm. Uh, Not me. Really? (laughs) She's not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Never would have. Well, again, everybody evolves and, and and we've all kind of evolved to where we are in this space and, and, I was just going to ask, like, kind of how, what, what radicalized you and turned you? I guess it would be the the rent stuff, right? And and seeing and hanging out in the back with all the cooks, like you said, you've always kind of been been a, a hang out hang out with the workers kind kind of kind of person. And I I've always kind of been the same way, you know. I, I worked in retail for a while. Now now I'm in sales, and even when I I worked in car dealerships, and I used to sell stuff to car dealerships, I'd always kind of go out and hang out with the sales guys that smoked smoked butts out on the lot, and you'd learn all about the dirt and everything that went on in the dealerships, right? Oh yeah. Oh, for, for, yeah. for the guys who smoke, they talk smack about the managers, and this one doesn't know that one, and again, you you get all the inside dirt and. That that's that's where the fun is. I I, I agree. Um, yeah, where the real people are. Exactly. Right, right, and and you have to listen to the real people. And and this is what I think our the elites that are running our country have definitely stopped doing. You know the the, the mm-hmm. two political parties. This is why we don't really want to talk about electoral politics. So they they stopped listening to us. They stopped caring about our issues. And now they want to go to yeah. war with Russia. Does any of do, do any of us want to go to war with Russia? Over Ukraine. Oh, oh my God. Uh, but Ukraine we can't, even... can't afford to have health care or anything here. But I, I still don't think we ever got those tests that we ordered from the post office. I don't think we did. We never got them. Yeah, the COVID so, tests that we ordered. So, it's mean, just, you know, but that's fine. I guess let's go to war, you know, even though we're the ones who broke the treaties for NATO. But that's yeah. fine. Uh, yeah, it was actually our fault. Um, I mean, radicalized. I don't know. I mean, Bernie losing, I think, was... That was, and then Bernie getting cheated is yeah, get more getting cheated. Yeah, I think the really pissed me off. Also, I think the reaction from Democrats all through that, all through that first with Hillary that uh, that they they, that they had towards Bernie, but also the um, attitude that they had towards voters. Because if you look at the numbers. We did what Bernie said, and we voted for Hillary, even though we didn't want to, right. and we still got blamed for her, you know, failure, Losing, and yep. that was completely yeah. her fault. And so, for people to, I just, um, I just couldn't believe like how people could not see the truth of that, and how they weren't outraged. Like the email came out, Desi, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, you know, she 
obviously was rigging it for Hillary. And the fact that people weren't mad that that was being taken away from them, like that really pissed me off, especially because, you know, I mean, it's a career poly. You could tell that hers was completely just like, I'm going to be in power no matter what one day versus like possibly this person might be really true and earnest about wanting to help people. And I really Mm -hmm. felt like that was almost one of our last chances, which I was probably right about. So you know, just been pissed off ever since then. Yeah. What about you? Pretty much. No, that sounds <laughs> about right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that, that that sounds about right. I mean, literally, the, after the the primary when they they knifed him the second time, I I was like, media mm-hmm. really had the big influence on what did that. I mean, he won Iowa. He won basically New Hampshire. You know, the, within a couple of percentage points, and they played games with with that. You know, they held every time yeah. he, he was winning, they held back the results. Every time he was right. not going to win, they were going to announce that real quick and get that out there quick, that he was getting buried, right? And then there was, right. and then he won Nevada, and the whole world freaked out. And, and I was making my reservations for the inauguration, literally. Oh. I was literally booking tickets for D.C., and I was oh, trolling yeah. people on I was trolling people on Twitter. Oh man, I was Oh that you're was, gonna do it. That was in our glory, man. Nobody's ever won the first three oh. and not won the damn thing. This is it. We're I gonna mean, take this exactly. crowd down. Come on, man. Like Obviously they stole it. Obviously. Oh, in so many ways. In so many ways. How South yeah, Carolina, I mean, of all things, determined a state that hasn't mm-hmm. gone blue in our lifetimes. That's what's going to determine who the candidate for the for the Democratic Party is when they don't even vote blue in South Carolina. Uh, it never. Uh, uh, and then he wins California. So now you well, won no, California, for, right? For South Carolina, for it to be also a black man to have done right. this oh. really pissed me off. Yeah. Because I was like, what? Why would you do this? The only kind well. of universal means everyone gets it which is great for black people because you can't keep us out of it so but he knows that because he gets the do- his donations are you know right he got paid money. to yeah, do I that mean, he got straight up paid to do that uh, yeah. you know we, we, I, we yeah know. i just they're part of that elite you know multi-millionaire class that you don't end up in that level if you're not if you're not part of them and it's and unfortunately, this is the this is the up up down the the us versus them where they they don't want to do it because their donors don't want to lose the money and lose the revenue they they can do this and and again it's not even necessarily about taxes if you talk to our friends at the mmt thing stephanie kelton says that we can do all of this and absorb all of that and yep. and and we choose on a daily basis not to even try to do that which is disgraceful where you've got all these people that are dying uh, on a daily basis because they don't have health care we've got how many people are get are homeless with these all these eviction crises they're all avoidable and and that's what's so frustrating about everything that's going on and what drives me and why i spend 18 hours a day looking at these screens all day while i've got a full-time job i this is this is uh, you know we have to get the message out there we have to counter yeah, this, yeah, this no, narrative doing the Lord's work. yeah definitely well, thank you i, I appreciate I that I would say one other thing like beyond that, that maybe radicalized me even farther a second time would be the, would be unfortunately that Bernie didn't fight back. Like, you know, mm. he didn't help to change the system that screwed him over. You the know? electoral he system mostly. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he should have fought harder against what happened to him in 2016 and, and same again, you know, with, with his uh, 2020 run. And it was really, that was the time to fight, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, this is the time where we've got to push back. And it's really disappointing because then you see, you know, Trump people who clearly lost an election who are willing to fight tooth and nail for something that didn't happen. And this is something that did happen. Yeah. They did rig it. And now we sound crazy when we say that it was rigged because there was no fight for it. And mm-hmm. it's just like feeling like you're left out on your own. And, you know, it just, I felt like, you know, get we got to get into the conversation and, and figure out how else we can do this beyond one person, you know, and it takes, I think, right. all of our voices like yeah. they do on the right. And the no fight for it, you know, there was this one company that was looking into the exit poll results versus the actual results that had come in. Okay, and saw that there were massive discrepancies across the board, and there was one investigator. I was begging people. I tagged people everywhere to look at this. Nobody wanted to touch it. Nobody Mm -hmm. wanted to touch it. One person did one interview from one company 
from Edison Research. It was Tina Desiree Berg who works with with Jordan over at Status Quo sometimes, and and uh, and sometimes we we disagree. She's a good reporter. She's gone out in the field. She's reported on 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 um, Proud Boy stuff and on all kinds of, of of white supremacist and protests that happened out in the field. She actually took like a rubber bullet. I remember out there last year, but uh, during a protest. So she had an interview with somebody at Edison Research or someone who knew someone at Edison. Basically, Edison Research is owned by the media companies. So they own the polling company. Then they tell the polling company to essentially readjust the numbers to match what they want. That it's. And by the way, did anybody yeah, see a polling? Own- did anybody see an independent polling company standing outside their ballot, their voting location asking them who they voted for i've never seen that in all of my years of voting but somehow they have enough votes enough sample size across the entire country to be able to tell you what these exit polls say right like they said in any other country the oas would have would have called in independent investigators to have have election watchers all went to biden and they went against bernie and it was very consistent when you looked Mm. at the percentages it was like obviously this this is wrong and it's insane that yeah nobody would come in we can't have any interference anybody to come in and help us with this when we have all of these actual you know we're talking about democracy for ukraine or whatever something we have no democracy here exactly i mean what are we talking about I mean, the DNC is ruining within their own party. I mean, they can't even let things be fair within their own party. Super delegates, gotta have them. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's beyond crazy. And, and again, so the, there's no home for us in my in my opinion in the Democratic Party either. They don't want us. So it's like trying to join a party that doesn't really want you to be a part. Honestly, I focus on mutual aid. I focus on helping the person next to me on actual making impact in yeah. differences in people's lives. Um, and the politicians, I don't have a, I don't have a super PAC and I'm not a billionaire. So Congress isn't going to listen to me. And then I try to make differences at the local level, at the school level. Okay. Even at the state level and support greens and support third parties and support independents and support ballot referendums. And that's, that's where we, uh, you know, I'm big on issues and, and on education and on media and amplification and on finding the people that are, that are spreading the kind of messages that people need to be hearing that are countering the corporate narrative. So again, I'm so grateful for, for, for finding you, for, for finding you too, because you're, you're doing exactly that really. Um, and, and there's so many that I love that, that you are. said all of those things. All of those points were so important of like the things that we can focus on besides right. the two parties, you know, because so many people feel exactly that way. Like I do care about all of these things, but all of the crap with the Democrats and Republicans are not serving me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would give my little, you know, $7 here, $27 here, buy a ticket to a show and all the proceeds go to Bernie or whatever. And and, you know, it means very little to, you know, the actual propaganda machine and the DNC and all of that. But it's like, you know, a couple hundred bucks to me. So I'd rather, yeah, give that to the person next yeah. to me or give that to an actual mutual aid that's going to do something. So, yeah, I think we all kind of have to just come to terms with like, it might not, it might not, it's definitely not going to be, <laughs> not going to be 2022. And it's probably not going to be 2024. Like there's going to be like a long period of time, maybe where, you know, the other side, you know, they're they're probably going to be Republicans in charge, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't, we should just stop. This is the problem with the left. On the right, they never stop working nope. towards whatever crazy little thing that they're mm-hmm. working towards. And on the left, they just freaking go to sleep, go to brunch, and they're like, you know what, that's it, Biden's in, woo we're living it up, you know? Oh, we, but even worse than that, have- because on the supposed actual left who want things and make fun of the centrist Democrats, mm-hmm. we don't even have that. We also have people who make fun of actual efforts or they're like, well, there might be an infiltrator in this, so that whole thing's gotta be written off. And we're always looking for ways to cut down the energy that's there. Right. And on the right, you would never find that. They're like, oh, okay, you want me to come down into the back of a VFW and talk and like, we're just gonna shoot some shit, great. And that builds energy that they never put down like any little thing mm-hmm. that happens. Right. And we've gotta stop you know, not finding value in all of these small interactions. That's why even if you have a small channel like us, you know, you still don't know who you could be connecting to or, yeah. or how they can be, you know, interpreting your message. So why not at least try? Don't put people down. And then then we have nobody trying. Right. It's yeah. dumb. So you guys did a video last week, or maybe it was even earlier this week, that I spread around, I shared, and I was like, this is one of the best ones I, I think I've ever seen, like period. And and it was it was that Jimmy Dore is not your enemy. 
and oh, and <laughs> oh god what a... it was it, yeah i'm sure it got some reactions from some people uh i actually thought it was phenomenal and it nailed it first of all that these podcasters and these streamers that are calling out the the crap that's happening are not your enemy even if you don't like some of the things they say or some of the people that they like you've got to take their message a with a grain of salt they're not politicians they're not right. leaders they're clowns in their basement and comedians like we all are exactly. effectively they just have a bigger platform than we do and yeah. mm -hmm. i agree with what what they say most of the time i disagree and i cringe at some of the shit they do some of the times and you know and and again it, i i just love how you broke down like how he stunned tucker like into agreeing with him and just like <laughs> and, and he he got the deer in headlights that oh you know, <laughs> okay. And then he says, you turn me around on Assange. I mean, that, that to me, it's, it, you know, my, Reef, who, who's my, my co-host for, for how do we miss that uh, every week? He says that he has an easier time talking with right wingers than with shit libs on a regular basis, because they'll at least, we at least have common ground on, first of all, that a lot of the, the elite are corrupt and and are not looking out for our best interests, where I think that Democrats mm -hmm. think that Republican bad Democrat is actually looking out for you and they're 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 mommy and, 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 and the Republican is the mean daddy. And it's like that's not yeah. the dynamic going the on here, guy. It's, yeah. it, it's just not the dynamic happening anymore. You know, it's and, and they, you know, you see all the memes out there about about how it's it's just team sports on their side and we're on the other team and we don't realize it. Um, yeah. I guess so, we're just the ball boys or what? I don't know. As the like left. As the <laughs> left. <laughs> I don't know what we no, we're not. No, we're just we're just the votes and, and we're like the mascots to a point. You know, we're we're like the people that get angry and the the the, the little the little chihuahuas that kind of jump up and down and they got a lot to say. And it's like, what are you mad about today? You're going to be mad about something because we're always mad about something. Right. Yeah. So there's some kind of injustice because somebody's getting screwed over. Look, I mean, Amir Locke. Okay. Nobody talked about Amir Locke. No, no. Or what's happening with the with the shootings also in Portland? I haven't in seen Portland, right? At all about it, right? In a vigil, right? Right. They were having a vigil, a vigil, you know, calling for justice for Amir Locke, and it's 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 disgraceful uh, that these stories are not getting out. Again, partly to to cover up the cop stuff and. And that's, again, why I cover what I cover and why I do what I do is to help get these stories out there because people need to hear it and amplify the outlets that are actually covering it, like Unicorn Riot. They're awesome out of Minnesota. They're also independent field journalism. They go all over the place. I'll send you guys links to all this stuff. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, you're like a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> well, again, I, I consume the stuff. I share the stuff. I love it because these are the people that are actually doing the, the work and they're doing it for not a lot of money. There are no, you know, the, the grift word gets thrown around a ton in, on the left. And if you're not taking corporate dollars, you're not making a lot of money in this space. 99% of it. there's like two people I know that are making a ton of money without corporate money. And that's basically like Hassan and Bree. <laughs> I don't Agreed. consider yeah, like, I don't it. consider Vosh on the left. He's making money because he's getting money from wherever he's getting money mm -hmm. from, but he's not on the left really. So, uh, but right. but that's it. The, mm -hmm. You know, nobody else is getting rich at it. Jimmy Dore is making money from his comedy shows and from super chats yeah. to a point, but he doesn't need the super chats to live. You know, it's like that. That's right. not his primary source of income. And I find that the people who are out there doing this that are dedicated to Convo, again, they, they go out. Firo, she went to Nicaragua and she went down to right. Peru and right. she, she's covering elections in Honduras. I mean, we need people that are actually telling the real story out there from a left perspective and not framing from a corporate perspective. The Associated Press and Reuters make me beyond crazy because their articles and their narratives for their news, okay, that's fact-based, is completely framed from well, corporate's good, America good, Russia bad, and communism, leftism, and 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 everybody working together. The kumbaya stuff is that's green, that's fringe, that's we don't want to talk about any of that. And well, don't listen to NPR then, right? I was now. just <laughs> I was literally just about to say, say that. that. Oh my god, I don't listen to that. It got taken over. It's neo lib heaven, 
right? Right. Okay. So I don't, I don't, well, maybe I was just more of a, I was probably just a no, democracy before. now got taken over. TYT got taken over. I mean, it became, you know, the, the DNC light for the four, for the three to 50 generation. And, mm-hmm. and it's sad. I mean, I was a TYT activist member and I was in the TYT army, even the volunteer oh, army wow. to help call out media. And now, now look at what I'm doing. I'm calling them out for their crap all the time. <laughs> It's kind of funny how they it ended up that on. way, right? I didn't turn on them. They turned on me, man. They didn't cover Assange. Yeah, they, they turned on you, right? Right. They didn't cover Assange. They wouldn't cover the People's Party when that was a big thing, and everybody was like getting excited about that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, guys, there's That's something what I'm happening about here. Stifling that energy, you know, like it does. Yeah. It seems like usually it'll be TYT or those kind of types that will stifle the energy. And like the other thing, like with our Jimmy Dore video. I think the biggest thing that oh, I wanted to hit on, we wanted to hit on is we cannot forget that these people are people who wanted to be famous anyway. So like Sam Cedar is mm-hmm. a stand-up comedian. Jimmy Dore is a stand-up comedian. They mm-hmm. were doing that before. Mm-hmm. They have their own shit with their own egos. Shank, he obviously wants power. He wouldn't even let Hassan have his own show right. on TYT. That's his, That's yep. his nephew. <laughs> like, that's how into himself this man is so all these these three bouncing mm-hmm. off of each other plus jimmy used to work there and then you know it's yeah. like they all this used is to you work can't, together. i'm so sick of everything being being dictated by you know what kind of they deem is or isn't or because jimmy's working on this or that i it, jimmy Dore should not be the reason that you choose to not go to something because mm-hmm. you clearly don't care enough about medicare for all or you clearly don't care enough about mm-hmm. raising the wage that should not, you're going to have to march next to people that you do not agree with. Yeah, so please, like, I'm just so sick of people getting stuck on the wrong thing. Like, let, instead of focusing on that, you know, like, fine, call it out if you want to one, one time, two time, and then be done right. with it. Yeah. But like, you can't be, that's like, it's like to me with liberals and Tucker Carlson, like, I just cannot take Tucker Carlson seriously no. because his whole thing is he's trying to elicit a response. So to me, he's it's just hilarious because he's so ridiculous. But he always he's does. He does understand. Yes, it's always his dumb face, yeah. as if he doesn't understand. <laughs> he's oh, just, God, he's and he's so him. good at it. And he always yeah, gets them. Gets, like you know, he always gets people. It's so entertaining. I mean, it's it's, it's Columbo. Just, he's the he's the modern day Columbo, really. Huh. I tell mean, me about that. Yeah. Meanwhile, he runs like a white supremacist, like you know the 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 website. What is it? The the Daily Caller, right? Is the website that he yeah. owns and runs. That's not exactly like, huh? Deer in headlights. They know exactly what they're saying and doing, and and oh, just yeah, understand yeah. that 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 it's part of of a narrative, and he's selling a brand on his you know himself, and you get that. Yeah. Okay. His thing is, he's supposed to be kind of like the everyman closer to the worker on Fox News, which is crazy because he's a trust fund baby. Or but, a bow tie on TV for you. <laughs> you know? But he's supposed to be closer to the blue collar guy. And I, I think that that's what people also need to understand about Jimmy. Like, Jimmy is rageful. He is mm. going to say something a little bit fucked up, but he's going to get a different kind of person that we also do need. So, right. mm-hmm. you know, it's like, so they all kind of have their people and their audience and everybody does. And I think we have to just appreciate that. Obviously, if something is hugely a, a big issue, like um, I know um, uh, Movement for a People's Party like kind of imploded today also earlier. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. something that we should talk yeah. about. But but that doesn't mean that you just dismiss people. Like we've got to recalculate. Like that's what they always want us to do yeah. on the left is like, oh, you put in all these purity tests and stuff. And mm-hmm. so then they'll just destroy themselves right. from we're within. Splinting, like, we're splintering ourselves apart before we even get started. Yeah. Every, yeah, every single time. They, like literally, you just have to sit back and watch them just watch the party happen. And, and it's the egos take over. And this one wants to do that. And this one doesn't want to work with that one. And then... This one accuses this one of racism. And then all of a sudden there's like a whole other vibe and feeling out there, whether it happened or not, there's a perception out there. And now how do you deal with all that? And it's organizing is really, really tough and organizing among people that don't really think alike about a lot of issues, but want to come together on one is even more challenging. And you've got to be pretty flexible personality wise. And I think a lot of, a lot of people on the left don't, don't want to be in in a lot of ways we've given in so many ways for so long and we're like 
when did they start giving to us? I mean, like, and and I kind of am, am, am at that point. Like, guys, I, <laughs> how much do we have to give before we start getting some on our side? A little bit of sunshine. Like, mm. like you, you shut you shut the the world down for for now two you know basically two years. We still have a supply chain and a chip shortage. We're two years. Everybody's working. Nobody's shut down. Why are the chips still short? Nobody wants to ask this question. Matt Stoller is asking that question. Okay, he's got a, a, a Substack big by Matt Stoller, and he uh, he talks about monopoly and a lot of this stuff is intentional to either drive up prices to cut down mm -hmm. the amount of, of supplies that are needed on hand, the, the inventory, the warehousing, and it's all done to cut costs for capitalism. And it's, it's gross. Um, you know, the amount of warehouse storage and everything, they, they depleted all their stores now. And it's now it's like everything is being made to order and they can jack up the price and the premium because demand is now higher than supply. And now you're seeing what they're calling inflation, which is really, as as we know, really, it's it's a combination of that and price gouging. And wages aren't keeping up with inflation. And all of a sudden, aren't, people aren't going to be able to afford the stuff that they're making anymore. And they're going heavily into debt. It's really and getting out of control. It's getting they, worse. We just read something that yeah. said the uh, average house is a million dollars in 500 cities in the United States. Oh, my God. Average price is a million dollars. I mean, totally unaffordable. Right? I mean, they they and and black and that's because of these hedge funds that are buying up all the property the last few years. No, nobody's stopping them. Um, and the government, they bought the government. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, they they own quite a bit of the government, and they're so BlackRock is like so entrenched in so many different things that we're beholden to them on so many levels. That when this whole thing happened with the housing, and they started buying all the houses. Mm -hmm. I think they were just like, fuck you. What are you going to do? Come after us? Like, we own you. You know, we'll Joe Rogan Spotify. That was a BlackRock thing. Somehow they were involved. I mean, and, and right. there there's a question as to how involved they were. But you look at the connections, and that's kind of how the stuff works. That, you know, uh, at that level, this guy talks to this guy, and they're all at the country club. And, hey, you know, this thing is giving me a hard time. Next thing you know, it's a $100 million problem that everybody in the world is talking about because these two clowns had a, had a, had a conversation at – at the locker, like literally. Yeah. Um, a guy who's had for this long and all of a sudden it's an issue, but yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. And well, using it to censor so many other people too. I mean, that's like the scariest part of it, I think, is like the trickle-down censorship has been brutal. And that, let's yep. not forget also that it's a midterm year and mm -hmm. I feel like because uh, Rogan was one of the only ones who had on Bernie and Tulsi and he was not interested in any of the moderates that they're just kind of looking for different ways to cut anything off at the knees before they get to it, which is kind of interesting because um, there are some like there's a there's kind of like a Pod Save America type of media company that's in that's uh, under the that's working for the DNC and it's mm -hmm. three brothers and they're all kind of like twenties, thirties, forties. Um, and I think they're supposed to be no, it's called Midas. The Touch. Midas Touch guys. I know who you're talking about. They're using, I don't know if they're behind me, these things, but I could see, you know, kind of, because it feels like, you know, why are we all of a sudden having an issue about Joe Rogan and COVID misinformation now? I mean, you guys have, this is after surges. This is, a, it was just so, it, the whole thing is very bizarre. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you mm -hmm. think about what's to gain, of course. And, and at the end of the day, like just it's so hard for us to get, like, like we see it just with us trying to do our channel. You know, I watched yeah. our channel when I was in LA, I watched it on somebody else's TV and I watched a video and then I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And it just went to CNBC after that. Doesn't uh, suggest normally they go to Fox News with my stuff. Like I go to right, like I'm I'm independent. I'm as far left as you can go. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. they always push still, right. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean that that's another thing, you know, I want to talk to you to you about because you you two are on Instagram and you're on YouTube primarily and you're on you know, podcast platforms. Have you looked at some of the crypto platforms like Odyssey, like Rockfin, uh like even Rumble? I know, you know, the the right it's a right-wing platform. No, pla it's a platform. It if you want to put your content on there, you can help make it less right-wing if you want to be on there. So we put all of our stuff on there um and let people consume it which one okay. did you choose which one did you choose because we were looking at rumble for a while now because um well i have a friend who like took a conservative turn so i'm just 
I'm just keeping an eye on her channel. It's, it's it's a good, you know, they're doing a good, cute job, but they say some crazy things just. Yeah, but, but because of that, but we, I mean. But it's got a fast video player. Yeah, it has a, it's a good video player, but I mm -hmm. mean, me, I also think a part of our thinking was like, I mean, so what if it is owned by conservatives? We're just taking their money then. I don't, that's fine. Like, isn't that, shouldn't we be doing that? Yeah, I well, mean, like well, they need. We need more money. They need to be exposed to a message. If it's not, if, if it's nowhere on their platform, how can they claim? Now, they may never watch it, but right. you can get some people and start to pull them in. I mean, there's, yeah, and, and the entertainment part of it and, and, and the fun part of it, number one, and the titles that you use and how, how we like to dunk on Democrats just like they do. And they're like, wait a minute. There are lefties yeah. that hate the Democrats. Get the hell out. They think that every lefty is a Democrat, Right. No, no, a leftist can't stand a Democrat, okay? Because they don't represent us one bit, but act like they do. And it's the most frustrating, most angering thing in the world, okay? From yeah. voting for Nancy Pelosi slash force the vote stuff to voting for all of her stuff. And this is why I wasn't big on voting for Nina Turner or on voting for any of these. They're going to vote with Nancy 75% of the time, no matter what happens and this is what they're doing to the squad right now. You know why they're silent on, on Ukraine? Why they're silent on Biden on all this? It's an election year, and you're going to go and criticize your own party? You're going to look like a hypocrite. The, the Republicans are going to come out and say that there's class, that there's warfare within the Democrats themselves, and we need to pre present a united front to the world. And yeah. nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. And that, well, fine, you can present a united front. Be a united front for the people. Don't be yeah. united front. Don't be united front that represents the Republican the, the Republican light. Because, and and it's I will crazy. I will I will use a a quote Jake Uger when when offered a choice between Republican light and Republican, usually people choose the Republican, and that's generally what happens, especially in the deeper South and in the red states. Um, and this is what this is what we're up against is this entire ratchet effect shift that's happened even since joe biden's taken office because he put half the left to sleep um yeah that was mobilized against trump that we were all kind of you know, they were wearing their pink hats but they were at least out there they were screaming and we had we had people listening you can see from the volume that's on all these channels how how much it's off on top of the suppression that's happened because they're pushing corporate mainstream news and corporate mainstream yeah. propaganda I mean, that's the craziest thing is uh, you just aren't seeing, you know, the things that we used to rally against. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. Biden still used Title 42 the way that Trump did, but you didn't see the same outpouring of like legal help and people going to airports and all these different things. And mm -hmm. it, it just feels like you're almost not allowed to criticize Biden. And it feels like it, it just feels like you're this is a crazy, yeah. insane time. Like, are we the only people seeing what's going on? Are we yeah. the only people living in every, reality? Every day we feel like we're just we're just in that movie they live, just like wearing those glasses and like you're like, what is happening right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, it's too much. Holy crap. All right. Well, uh we've we've got an hour already. Uh you guys are amazing, seriously. Uh everybody needs to subscribe to the to all their channels. Uh again, so the other thing, Twitch. So uh you guys are doing more infotainment, entertainment stuff. I think that could be a potentially good platform for you also. Not only that, Absolutely. but you would bring in some of the not so lefties and oh, expose them to a message. Uh, you know, I see uh, Radical Leftist Agenda. She's in the chat. She does a good job of doing that, as well as Blue Moon Red Wine. She's a member uh, of INN. Um, I think that that's also good. And there's a lot of young people on, on Twitch that you could potentially influence, but my, my, I believe in being on all of them. So I've got a channel on rumble. I've got a channel on odyssey. Now what's cool about odyssey is they'll actually back up your YouTube channel for free and automatically. So whenever you upload a video, it'll automatically download it to your odyssey channel. And now you can live stream for free to odyssey as well. And, and we can, contact those guys and get you guys hooked up with that i've i've helped a couple people get set up with that um rockfin's a little bit more exclusive uh i found that uh like certain channels get an application like you guys have probably enough uh, of a fan base at this point that they would probably give you a channel the smaller up and coming channels they probably i think they want people to have like a thousand subs at least on their youtube and a decent amount of, of following before they give them a channel. They, they want to kind of keep that more exclusive. 
And I, I'm a big fan. Everybody that's on that Rockfin platform, uh, I'm a premium sub, and I think it's worth it because that's one of the things. How do you give everybody $5 a month? It's almost impossible. So right. Rockfin allows you to um, pay $10 a month as a premium and have access to all the content on there, and it's all commercial-free as well. So there's no ads like they do on YouTube. Uh, that That's a big thing for me is I love watching all the videos ad-free. And, uh, and one of my secrets, by the way, I'm going I'm to share is uh, when I watch just about everybody's content, I watch at least at one and a quarter or one and a half times speed. I can watch more content that way. You get it done. Right, right. Yeah, you, yep. you've got you, you, you've got you must have something like Brianna Joy Gray has. I know she's just she's consuming stuff all the time. Yeah. Like you guys are a special. Your brain works special well, or something. Thank, thank you. We're it's... like uh, smoke maybe or something. No, uh, we, we watch. I take well, baguettes well, every three hours. Just, just so you know, every two to three hours, I'm taking baguettes. So I'm, I'm fueled by coffee and weed all day long. Nice, same. Oh, yeah. one of the other things I was gonna say about like Rumble, we de well, we've definitely thought about Rockfin, um, Odyssey. We haven't thought got, thought about that or Twitch, but we were talking about Rumble a lot. And I was gonna say you mentioned the Jesse Dollamore channel that we <laughs> co oh, yeah. uh, guest hosted for. I was gonna say we've already been called Diamond and Silk. So if we are on Rumble, yeah. it shouldn't be. You know, too bad. Uh, we'll you guy. guys, you guys are way funnier and way better looking than Diamond Silk, first of all, uh, <sighs> and 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 you got better takes for sure. That's that that goes without saying. But um, so, how did that happen? Um, is that tell me? That was like, I mean, what an experience. Um, yeah, Jesse just like somehow magically found us. He messaged um, us and messaged us and we didn't see it at first and then eventually we saw it and got back to him and um we had a really you know just kind of like a really chill first meeting and you know he was like well you know I'm a little you know more centered than he didn't say center but you know uh, he said but me. I have progressive undertones okay I like a lot he's like right. I like, like a lot what you guys do but I can't always Say, say that as much right. you know he was like i was a warren supporter i was like okay <laughs> yeah um but he was a really nice guy and i mean basically what he was saying is he got help um yeah because he, he was on the david he was on yeah um guest hosting on the david packman show and i guess mm -hmm. that got him like a lot of you know a lot of well, yeah subscribers yeah. um so i mean for us it wow. didn't quite work I mean, we got a lot of subscribers. We got um, some subscribers. Some, Please subscribe but... to our channel. <laughs> I think a lot. Yes, subscribe. We, we all, all the links are in the doobly-doo. I have all the links in the description for everybody's stuff, for all their channels. So subscribe to all of them. Definitely support them. Do you guys have like a Patreon or like a, a, a way that people can, can hook you up casually with a cash app or with a monthly subscription? You got a YouTube sub on your channel or anything? Right uh, now it's just on my Twitter. Right, um, oh, right, Twitter. right now it's just on my Twitter. It goes to my Cash App if you want to sponsor anything. Um, but um, no, we're gonna start a Patreon. We're doing. We haven't done a live stream yet. I think we've only really been covering. I feel like political stuff. Um, God, not even for how long. That's what yeah. Brie does. You just said you just yeah. describe what Brie does. She doesn't really live stream much. I mean, sometimes, but. Right. Yeah, she yeah. she does recorded content and she's got a pie like you guys should I, I think that people would definitely want to support you again it's not it's not gonna make anybody rich but it's just a way for fans to be able to have like that extra level of connection um i'm also a fan of discord servers i love talking to people about discord Do, uh, i don't know if i've tried it i've tried it once before and it was uh slightly overwhelming so if, if i can set it up so it won't be like so much but i can't um, even handle like, tech group text messages so i don't know <laughs> so so discord is like a uh, it's like zoom and a facebook group and slack kind of all put it combined into one type of environment so you can do voice and screen share and video calls with people and and have like that whole environment but then there's also these kind of chat rooms that go back you know or chat channels where you can share links and it happens kind of in real time as a stream like a facebook page does or, or like a facebook group does and um and again you can share links you can share videos you can watch videos in there there can be watch parties and you can also automate content to come in so that's how i have all the tweets and all the 
and, and it's just you can basically make it whatever you want it to be um and we, I've helped several different streamers. Like, like um, Hardlands has a, a Discord for for their fans, and it's just a way for fans to kind of stay in touch with you when you're not online or when you're not streaming, or to connect with other fans of your channel, so that they can find each other out there. And it, yeah. it's amazing what kind of community can be built from that. Uh, I found now, it also has its downsides. There's some trolls out there and some negativity, but the the amount of people that I found and the one-to-one -one connections I've made through the, using this platform are unlike anything else that, that I've seen. Yeah. Savvy Savs has a discord. Gay, uh, Eric T red who's out in the, uh, in the chat. Now he, uh, he, he hangs out in there quite a bit. Um, Eric's also a supporter of, of indie left. So, so we, we definitely appreciate his support for sure. And I'm guessing if you had a channel, he'd probably throw you guys a couple bucks. If you had a Patreon every month too. But uh, for sure, uh, we got to do this again. Um, uh, again, this has been an honor just just to have you guys. And and I did want to I did want to call you know it's Black History Month. I did want to have you know amplify uh, African American you know people streamers of color every all month long. I had a Feeny on earlier this month, so I I I kind of did it up for for. Uh, for February uh, with friends of indie left. And I'm so grateful that you gave me the time uh, to talk and it, I've just enjoyed watching your content so much. I, I'm going to continue to, and I want everybody to see, to, to see what I see and, and to keep subscribing and keep following. And uh, again, do some other events together, wherever we can collaborate, wherever we can support each other. You just let me know, and and I'm always here to do that. And Indie News Network, I'm sure we'll be here to do that. I know Sabi and RBN, and you're just you, you guys are coming as a member of the community, and we love it. So thank you oh, thank so you. much for being Thanks, being Indiana. being on Friends of Indie Left. And uh, again, so subscribe. You guys plug any any shows. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll give you the floor to to do that now. Ooh. Um. Okay. So just plugging? be sure. To our YouTube channel right now. It's Bank Sisters. We have a bunch of new videos coming out. Um, and then we are going to be, we're, uh, every month we're, we work with Savvy Stabs uh, and some other great women in a panel called the Ethnic Women's Panel. And then this month we're doing a we're doing health, women in the workplace women in the workplace healthcare activism yeah yeah and then that's on, that's on saturday on saturday mm -hmm. and then march 8th we're going to be doing uh we'll, we'll be attending a women's health march that um i think like a feeny and, uh, and josana yeah mm -hmm. are, so um i don't know would find us on twitter and instagram and that but please share our videos like that's one of the hardest things is they are suppressing everybody's yeah. content so uh definitely if you like it leave a comment leave a like and tell your don't tell your mom tell your sister your cousin somebody like that and <laughs> follow on instagram i love i love following them on, on instagram too it's it's a good way to kind of get people in in into them because they they do great on there as well so for sure again thank you so much i'm, I'm gonna cut it for tonight thank you so much thanks everybody for hanging out for watching friends of indie left we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another guest and uh, and again, thanks thanks so much for work watching. Have a great night, everybody.